Hello and welcome to The Prime Actor with me, Marianne Holt. And me, Rhiannon Mossen. In The Prime Actor, we bring you an all-access pass to the world of acting, singing, dance, musical theatre and all that's in between. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, an award-winning part-time drama school. They have branches all over London and have got an exciting online school. The sister company is Stage in the City, who are also running incredible courses, both online and in person. In the Prime Actor, we pull our knowledge, share our skills and tackle a topic every Friday that will put you in the know all about the world of acting. Today, we're talking about when it's time to give up. <sighs> give up makes it sound so negative. I know, but it was a bit of a clickbait title. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Like, I mean, that is, you know, ultimately what it is, I guess. I think I've been there so many times. Close to so it. So many times. Really? Mm. And my last one was in December 2019 when I actually had, went to meet my agent for lunch and was like, right, well, it's going to be a short meeting because I'm just here to tell you that I'm giving up. And just, I'm done, I'm done. But when you did that, did you have something else in mind or was it that you just were fed up? No, I, I pushed myself to go through all of the horrendous stuff of being like right I know what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna do a job in marketing and I'm gonna get a really well-paid job and then I'm and then I, I just I'm gonna find a husband and have babies and then that's gonna be the end of it and I will never think about acting again <laughs> except that's <laughs> not I, how it works well, this is how it works but then I was like well there I mean there's been times when I've like okay I'm gonna give up I'm gonna go to like Italy and find a job in Italy I don't speak any Italian Mm. but go to Italy or like somewhere like hot I then just think that I could be like a fruit picker or something but you'd see I'd do that and then be like what why have I what am I yeah I'm not sure that's what you want to do just you know knowing you I don't think that's really what you'd change careers for and for me personally I do think change career is a better way to describe this situation um than giving up because I just feel like then that's something people feel embarrassed about and they don't need to you know people just make decisions um and actually I say that from personal experience because that was a choice I made a really active Mm. choice that I did not want to do performing anymore Mm. and I then could deal with that I made peace with it immediately and it's not been a thought in my mind ever since. So can we talk through then your process of, um, you know, you're saying that, and I think you're right, that actually that terminology giving up is, has really negative connotations. So for you, what was the kind of process where you just went, this is not, was it that you you were like, this is making me miserable or or how did it work? No, I just realised it wasn't, really what I thought it was probably um so I started to work for an adult agent in town um and I did that when I was still performing and I did it with the idea that she would want to take me on as a because I was struggling to get an agent at the time and so I thought if I work for her as an assistant she'll take me on and then you know bingo in a year I'll have an agent this will be great and actually during that time I was like no I really like doing this job and this job really suits me and I think I could be quite good at it and I kind of realized I wasn't missing the performance side of things so it it kind of came from that and 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 just was felt like a very natural progression and so yeah that's why it didn't seem like a kind of really challenging idea for me but I do understand for a lot of people it is a real 
challenge to think, do I want to to stop doing what I thought I loved? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've definitely, like, got friends that... Because I think there is that pressure, especially when you come out of, of drama school, when you come out of training, when you're like, okay, well, I can't... I can't, I can't at least give up now for a year. Like, it's got to be at least a year because I've put so much work into it and whatever. But I, I find it really nice to look at friends who were in my year 10 years ago and see what they're doing and see all the, like, incredible things that they've they've done that are not necessarily acting, but, like, have started their own businesses or, you know, have gone back and done an MA and are now voice teachers or, um, you know, lo- just a whole load of things. And I think... Um, I think everyone has different career goals and everyone has different markers that they feel that they need to hit. And so I I began asking around quite a lot being like, do you think I should quit? And like, you know, this is my career, this is what I'm doing, do you think I should quit? But fundamentally, like no one is gonna have the answer apart from you. And if that answer is coming from fear and anxiety, that's okay, but then making a snap decision is the thing that you should stop. And and I think it's a really good idea to, to ask people for their opinions and, and be mindful about who you ask as well because you, you do want someone who's got that kind of educated idea. You don't want someone who's always been a bit down on it, you know, well, you you know, you never have a stable income and, you, you know, that they're not the people to talk to about this. It's not really, you know, unless finances are literally the only reason you're making this decision. Yeah, and there's I think there's ways to kind of help yourself as well. Like I don't ever think that the nature by nature this industry is one that you can feel a bit, you know, there it's pretty much consistent pressure if you let it be. And I think um there's ways that you can kind of help yourself. So if if you are coming to a point or if you you feel like you're it's like that hitting your head against a brick wall thing and you're like, you know, I'm not getting the breaks I want. I know, you know, I feel it's defeating me. There are things that you can do before you kind of make that. And also, even if you make that decision, I don't want to do it. It doesn't need to be an ultimate thing. You don't need to go. No, that's not a forever. You you will have always had your training. You can always go back and do more training. Mm. You know, it could just be that at that period in your life, it, it isn't right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's there's something to be said for kind of things that you can do to help yourself make um, decisions based on actual your own feelings as in like using logical sense rather than just going with you know it, because you feel down and anxious and whatever and the, and there's those kind of things are by giving yourself a social media detox once a month um i find we've spoken about compare and despair before but yes. you know that thing of um you, like taking at least a, i take at least a week off a month and I just delete the apps, and I find that I feel so wow, much. Wow, that's really strict. That's that takes some some kind of discipline. Mm. That's, I, I but, have but to, it, if it works for you, right? Like yeah, it works for me, and I feel like um, because I was getting into that thing of kind of you know feeling really happy for people that I I knew and who were getting like incredible breaks and stuff, and then you know, and it's that change. It changes by the day, literally, like you can have a really great career day and then you can just have nothing and feel really crap. But um, you can, I think as well, tweak your career path. 
you you can still stay within the world of acting if you want to, but um, you know, like there's things that you can go. Okay, maybe I th- I think I've done that all the way through my career of like moved into broadcasting, and um, like that was never my training, but found myself doing a lot of that kind of stuff. And really, like you said, I think finding your enjoyment. Yeah, and sometimes it will surprise you. You know, I didn't necessarily. In fact, I often get asked, you know, how do how how do you become an agent? Like, what did you always want to do that? I I to this day have never met anybody who set out to be an agent. They yeah. always come from having had another career path in this industry. So there's there's loads of things, and they don't have to be agenting. You know, casting directors have often had performance backgrounds, and also that having that background is going to help you in whatever area you go into in this industry. It really is because you've already got the confidence, and you've got the skills, and you've got the people skills, and all of that kind of stuff. And I think making sure that you're working with like like-minded people, so making sure that you're not necessarily that your tribe is a tribe of yes people that they're just going to say yes, you're incredible. That they they challenge you your expectations of yourself but that you're surrounding yourself with people that are you know like uh, for example I most of my friends now they're not all actors but are certainly entrepreneurial and um understand the importance of working smart and you know are definitely not lazy and are like those are my kind of people well you that's it you want to be inspired you want to be around people who will lift you up and if that sometimes is them having to say you know I don't think you're going down the right route that ultimately is still to lift you up there's that's the difference and I think that's what you mean with like-minded people as well absolutely and you know there's a we've had there's some articles here about the ages that um some performers got their breaks and um you know, it is crazy when you look at some of these. Like, we've got yeah. um, Viola Davis. She was in her early 40s. Melissa McCarthy famously was 41 before she got any form of a break. Alan Rickman was 42. Um, and so, you know, you, uh, there was a thing trending on um, on Twitter the other day of, like, when did people feel that they got their breaks and stuff? And there was all sorts of people on there being like... I was reading some of them, they were like, I've been doing it 40 years and whatever. And actually, even the thought of that, I was like, oh, my God. But um, but the, the thing is, we say this, like, got their break. But I am I'm making an assumption here, but I think they were working actors. Yes. You know, they were working. So yes. it depends kind of what you want as your break and for everyone that's going to be different obviously those are kind of Hollywood household names Mm -hmm. but if your break is in a different area or or of a different level that's great too and it's having you know those realistic goals for Mm -hmm. for you and for your abilities Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and experience yeah absolutely and understanding that like jobbing actors so you know getting like I remember with um Miranda Hart she was saying you know she had done a few Edinburghs and she'd done like little bits in things um and actually then then got Miranda and there was all sorts of um you know like lit sometimes I'm a huge believer that you know work leads to work leads to work so even though even if there are times when it feels like you haven't done a, a job in a long time you can still be writing stuff or even networking with people or speaking to people that includes work um 
there's a really uh, there's a guy called I heard this on a, on another podcast. Not that I'm listening to any other podcast because this is the best one. But um, <laughs> this quote that says every setback is a setup for a comeback. I mean, great. And I love that. Yeah, yeah. And that that's it. It's about not seeing the things in a negative like light you don't have to so let's not call it giving up let's not see them as setbacks let you know and and you have control over that and unfortunately as a performer you don't always have control over a lot of things Mm. so find the things you do and yeah and I think it's it's absolutely um, like I have friends who and everyone is different and I so I have friends who've taken who took like five years or six years out of the industry and they're now like yeah you know it really helped me just sort of see the industry for what it was but and um, now I understand that there's only so much I can get from it and I was trying to source all my happiness from my career which I've definitely been guilty of um, I think we all have, and yeah. maybe this time in, mm. in this strange time, that's really been more kind of poignant to us all because we think, oh well, some of us that's been taken away, mm. and, and and now what what do we have left? Yeah, well, exactly, because then yeah, when when there's no work and whatever, I think actually, funnily enough, this lockdown has helped me see that for what it was because of, there was obviously no capability of doing any work um, or getting any work. And so at first I was really desperate because I was like, oh, I don't want to give up. I want to keep going and whatever. And actually now I'm like, God, the the power of letting go is, you know, incredible. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And do you think, um, obviously we know that all, most if not all performers need to have another job that they, they have alongside their acting career and performing career. And do you think there's like if the balance tips in a certain way do you think that has got something to do do with decisions that someone might make yeah, i do I'm, i was i was uh, teaching a screenwriting online thing and somebody said like how do you manage your time because you seem to be doing so many different things and i'm like i think one of the if not the first skill of an actor is time management and multitasking um, definitely for me it's like an understanding that without having some form of whether that's part-time or full-time if you need it work that's your kind of side hustle you know that um you you just you in fact it helps you a lot more because it means that you're not just focusing on acting and it doesn't put this like insane pressure on you I remember I was getting a lot of tv work at a time and I can't, it's not necessarily like I quit my day job because I was doing so many other different things anyway but I certainly got to a point where I was like all oh, right this is it great okay I don't need to do anything else and then inevitably it got really quiet again and I was so I put had so much pressure that I put on myself to kind of go oh my god you know I should be working now there's no money coming in um and then it makes you really desperate for like when you go com- get to commercial castings or something and it's like 20 grand and you're like, please. Yeah, well, that's... And I, I think it was last year there was uh, kind of reports in the newspaper about an actress who'd been in EastEnders and then was mm. seen doing security work. And it was kind of like this outrage mm. that she was doing that. And I was like, she's she's working. She's She needs an yeah. income, you know? And it is kind of... You do need to be realistic about, okay, you'll do the job. But for most people, then when that job ends there will be a waiting period in yeah. between. And so you do need something to have your income. And why not find something that you really love yeah. 
alongside it. And I remember it was a discussion we had a few weeks ago with Harveen, who talked about her teaching um, yeah. alongside her um, performing and being able to like mould a schedule that works for her. So there are opportunities out there. It doesn't have to be teaching, but other freelance opportunities. I remember there's an article, I've just found it, about um, Margot Robbie, um, and she was living in Clapham, and she was sharing a six-bed house and working in Subway and and as a cleaner um, for a while. And she, she was already... Uh, so she, it was just, just before she got Wolf of Wall Street, um, but two years later, she was still living in Clapham in the sharing this six-bed house. So actually, like... It was kind of they're saying in this that it was a kind of frat house thing, and um, I mean know, we've all been there. Maybe yeah, not frat, but uh, weekends we've all been like there. try go to Amsterdam and stuff and <laughs> whatever. But um, but I just think it's so interesting that people think that you know you suddenly get. This is why, even though I've said it, that I think there's a bit of an issue with going like, have you had your break yet? Because I don't think there is a specific. I think you sometimes what? yeah you yeah, get what is that break? Well, exactly, you get that one. You perhaps will get that job that you're like wow this is incredible but that's not gonna last that long no and and also it it doesn't necessarily lead to the next thing we we all hope it will but you know there isn't that guarantee so it's certainly you know not the time to sit back on your laurels it's time to work as hard if not harder uh yeah and 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 just talking then about like so i remember we were talking there about ages when people got successful and I remember looking at these times when I was like I need to give up I need to find something else to do and like looking at the ages that people made it and then seeing things like Melissa McCarthy was 41 and being like counting how long that would take and you've still got another decade jeez no um so yeah and I think there, there absolutely there should be no shame over second jobs and just like trying to live essentially um and doing things like writing your own material and being self-sufficient gives you that power that I think the times when I've said I want to give up those words um for right or for wrong are at times when I've given control of my happiness over to my agent or my career or whatever um and they're they're not the times when I'm like okay I'm gonna write my I'm gonna write another show I'm gonna go to Edinburgh or I'm going to tour, or I'm going to do whatever, and I've been at the helm of my career, that's when I'm like, oh, I could do this. And yeah, so you can have a collaborative effort with your agent or your production team, whoever you're working mm. with, but yet to have that sense of control still is vital. I know that would have been a real issue for me if I'd have carried on, the mm. idea that I didn't have control over things. And like you said, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. So I think fundamentally, if you're if you if you're getting to a point, if you're at a point where you think like maybe this isn't for me, I think first of all, um, reach out to people and ask for help and take know that there is power in taking time out and resting. And and don't make decisions overnight. No. You know, don't do it on an emotional. You know, you had four recalls and you didn't get the job. That's it. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Don't have don't have an emotional attachment to it. Take some time out. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. And um, understand like, you know, that you can tweak your career path. You can you can add or take away as you please. It's your career path. So, um, you know, doing things like doing bits on talk radio or doing, you know, bits of radio or, you know, even there's often um, 
okay, like local radio stations where you can just, I, that's what I was doing at the very beginning of my career was um, just hopping, I, probably not even really with any intention, but just hopping from radio station to radio station until they gradually got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I was offered um, co-host on, on TalkSport, but that was only because I'd spent three years hopping from station to station and then moved over to talk radio and then through that met people and then this morning did this morning <laughs> you see you've got to um, play the long game it's you've a long game this is 10 game. years and by like no means does it mean that there's any you, the thing is i think what there's sort of peace and understanding that nothing is given in this industry there's no there and no guarantees no, no guarantees no assumptions no and you know, yeah, as a reminder, find find the people you want to work with, find the people to surround yourself who will who will kind of lift you up. Yeah, and, and this was a huge one for me. Um, reset yourself and make sure you've got some realistic intentions. Um, I would do these intentions that I would, I just don't know, I, the pressure I would put on myself. Actually, I've been packing up to move house and I found a journal from think about three years ago and I was doing my intentions for the new year and I literally was reading them going why it's I I don't know what I expected it would be like have write and perform and star in your own Netflix series that gets this this and this before the end of the year and that wasn't only it that was just one of about 20 one of many but you'd never expect that of a friend of yours no would you ever if a friend came to you and said, oh, I don't know what to do with my career, you would never say that. Mm-mm. So, yeah, alleviate the pressure. Yeah, ease it. Like, and, you know, just celebrate that. We've said it before, but celebrate the small wins, you know? Yes. Love me a tick yes. list. Get that tick list going on notes. Yes. Feel real good about it. God, this tick list Find is yourself an app. Mate, it, yes. over this move, this packing the house, that tick list is my friend. A joy a joy yeah I put things on there I've ticked them off already I'm putting them on there to tick them off <laughs> I'm loving it um, so hopefully that's been of some assistance to you there's all sorts of resources that you can find online and also read these articles it took me two minutes to find them but like just type in what ages did actors or uh, you know people in entertainment get their breaks and there's absolutely tons of articles where you can just go oh okay fascinating right. it is fascinating yeah i mean the person that you know your your brain does a thing of focusing on the person that you went to drama school with that's doing incredible things now but you know 98 percent of them have either either just gone like i found my happiness elsewhere which is great or they're looking at you going god that person's doing really well i was just about to say you're that person for someone else yeah all of us Absolutely. in whatever area so just remember that and if you've got a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or have something you would like us to discuss then you can find us uh, on instagram at the prime actor podcast or on twitter at af school using the has- hashtag the prime actor we're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate inspire or just make you laugh today's comes from dame julie andrews actress singer and author Hashtag goals. Goals. Perseverance is failing 19 times and succeeding the 20th. Damn straight. Love that. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website, www.annafiorentini.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.